Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. I've got an amazing treat for today's episode. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm excited to share one of my coaching calls with you today. Uh, I'll tell you more about that in a moment. If you haven't registered for my free masterclass, it's happening Wednesday night, August 17th at 7.30 Mountain Time. If you just go to zackspafford.com slash free call, you'll be able to get registered there. Before we go and listen to that amazing coaching call that I'm going to share with you guys, I want to talk to you about uh, something that you might have said or that your partner might have said to you. If you do this again, I'm leaving you and we're getting a divorce. So Darcy has used this threat on me more than once because because of my pornography struggle, this threat was it was pretty real to me. It was very real, very meaningful. It meant that all the disaster stories that I had heard were true and that I was destroying my marriage by choosing to view pornography. It cut to the core. It cut to the core of who I thought I was. It made being open and vulnerable with Darcy more difficult, and it made my agency subject to Darcy's anxieties while simultaneously disregarding my own anxieties. Now, by the way, I, I, I always say this. I hope you guys hear me when I say this. Please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not saying because your partner threatens you with divorce that that's a good excuse to lie to them. In fact, we're going to go through that here a little bit, but I just want you to be aware that's not what I'm saying. In the work that I do with men and women who struggle with pornography, there's an overarching question that lives in our minds because of ultimatums like this. And this isn't exclusive to men and women who struggle with pornography either, by the way. In many ways, every single one of us wrestles with this question. And the question is, and I heard this on a podcast that Jennifer Finlayson Fife was doing. She said, do you choose me or do you choose me as long as I keep you happy with me? And this question is the embodiment of the way many of us treat our relationships with our spouse. For many women, this comes out in the ways that we they choose to engage with their partner sexually. Uh, for many men, this comes out in the ways that they have to present themselves as kind of this knight in shining armor for their wives, you know, someone who does everything right and has no anxieties. So it's not exclusive to men. It's not exclusive to women. It's how we try to present ourselves so that our partner stays happy with us. And, and it's not exclusively, you know, these particular things. You'll probably think of something in your relationship where, you worry that if you don't live this way, your partner may not be happy with you and and not choose you in the end. I know that I really felt that acutely in our marriage, and uh, Darcy and my marriage. 
even in how, you know, things went at work. You know, I didn't feel like I could really tell Darcy what was going on with me in my head and, and emotionally. A lot of people have this in their uh, religious relationship, right? So if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and, you know, you're not, you're worried that your partner might leave you or be upset with you or not choose you because you don't go to church anymore, that's, that's part of what we're talking about here. Now, that presented itself, that person that I was, that I thought Darcy wanted me to be, I wanted Darcy to see me as, that person was making myself into someone who kept Darcy happy with me. So I was pretending to be someone that I wasn't in order to have Darcy be happy with me. And as a result, I felt fundamentally insecure in my relationship with her. I don't know if, you know, if she really chose me or if she really knew me at that time, I didn't really know. And I kind of thought that she would reject me if she knew who I really was. In fact, her ultimatum to never view porn again or get a divorce was kind of a real indicator that if I didn't keep her happy with me, then she wouldn't choose me. And husbands do this too to their wives. I'm not saying that this is something that just Darcy ever did to me and she, you know, she's a bad person. By the way, you know, it was part of our growing process to learn this and go through this process of figuring out, wait, I don't want my partner to, you know, have an ultimatum. I really want my partner to be real with me, and then we can learn and grow together. Now, this last week during a coaching session with one of my favorite clients, we were talking about his new girlfriend, and he's pretty excited about the relationship and is really enjoying all the fun that they're having together. And I'd like to share that conversation with you, and hopefully, as you listen, you can hear how this young man is struggling to keep his partner happy with him, and how ultimately he realizes that being real with her is more valuable than presenting a certain face to her. And I'm going to apologize up front. The audio quality isn't perfect. It's not spectacular. But uh, really, what I'm hoping to give you is the content, not the audio quality. So bear with me, bear with the sound for a little bit. But I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. How you been? Pretty good. Yeah, been a sec. Just uh, enjoying enjoying the summer. So tell me, tell me, how how are things going with, uh, with pornography? How are things going with dating i know that was that was a lot of fun last time we talked Mm -hmm. yeah pornography usage has it's steadily declining yes so that's pretty cool i think part of it is just having other things to be busy with it's just been a busy summer been a really fun summer probably like twice a week or so which i'm trying to celebrate because uh i think last we spoke it was like every day or like multiple times a day because i was just really going through stuff i can tell I'm, I'm noticing just trends like, you know, and how I'm feeling and how it's totally related to how much I'm using pornography. Um, dating has been good. I've been dating around super actively and that's been a fun time. There's this girl now that I've been seeing for about a month. She's really, really cool. That was actually one thing I wanted to talk to you about as I'm getting like these feelings and obviously they're, they're not, they're not terribly serious. It's only been a month, but they're more serious of feelings than I've felt. I think probably ever. And there's a belief of mine that creeps in that pornography has kind of jaded me, jaded my ability to uh, gain really deep feelings for somebody, which rationally, I, I don't think that that's true. But it's also feeling this way about her has also made me feel extra committed to getting over this, you know? Sure. But the main fear is... Oh my gosh, like my parents divorced 
due to like addiction and such. So like, wow, I'm going to be, I'm going to, if, if this isn't 100% solved before I propose to a girl, then the marriage is just like absolutely doomed. Like that's just a non-starter for me, which I know that it doesn't have to, that doesn't have to be the case. You know, a lot of your coaching is, you know, most of it is to, to do with, you know, married couples and things like that. Right. It's scary. Yeah. It's a, it's a different, uh, yeah, there's, there's more emotions involved with it, more fear involved for sure. Just like, wow, if they knew this about me though, they wouldn't. So she doesn't know right now. No. I don't know if we've talked about differentiation uh, in any depth, but one of the things that I think you're struggling with and that I think you're seeing from your parentage, cool. right? So we all, we all be, we are all about the same level of differentiation as our parents. The, the difficulty is, okay, how do I, how do I increase that? Oftentimes marriage is a really great way to do that. Partly because marriage requires you to confront the way that you behave. What do you mean? Um, differentiation. So the same amount of differentiation as our parents. Yeah. So differentiation is our level of capacity to be solid in the self that we are. So I'm good with the way that I behave while also being capable of choosing intimacy and closeness with other people without enfolding into their anxieties. It's a somewhat complicated idea, but it, it, it boils down to this. So as I hear you talking about, uh, what's this girl's name? Her name is McCall. McCall, right. So we're talking about McCall. And one of the things you're saying here is, Feeling this way about her has made me extra committed to getting over pornography. So one of the things that that reads as is I want to stop viewing porn so that I can manage the way that she will feel about me. So I can engage her in feeling about like manage the way that she views who I am. Yeah, essentially, you know, in an ideal world she would never have to like i would never have to confront this and, and her in front of her you know ideally i would bring this up and be like that was something in the past though so we're good right you know yeah so right right and we do this because of how we want to feel you want to feel a certain way you want to feel like i'm a good enough guy i'm a good guy I'm the kind of guy that she'll want. I'm the kind of guy she'll want to be around. Um, All of those things. So differentiation says, I'm not as concerned with how she feels about me as I am about who I am because it's who I want to be. Uh, And I can choose closeness with her, meaning I can enjoy activities with her. I can be with her. I can tell her who I really am from a perspective of intimacy, right? So intimacy is not sex or, um, you know, anything from, you know, holding hands all the way to, to sex. Intimacy, real intimacy is my partner knows who I am and loves me maybe in spite of all of my terrible, right? Like that's what real intimacy is. Being able to know someone and love them, even though you really know who they are, that's what intimacy is. What you're describing to me is, right, I don't want her to ever have to confront this with me. Yeah, that might 
be a possibility. It's not, it's not an unknown possibility, but it's more likely that if I'm worried about how she will handle who I really am, I'm more likely to lie to her. I'm more likely to tell her what she wants to hear. Uh, I'm more likely to tell her things that will keep me from being in trouble in trouble we'll call yeah because you're because you're trying to manage how they feel right you're managing how they feel uh you're managing how you're trying to manage how you feel by managing how they feel right so it's a lot of feelings management and i I imagine if you look at your your parental relationships like i bet you try to manage how your parents feel about you oh yeah right yeah instead of just being like well this is what's real this is how it really goes for me. This is how I really feel. You manage them in an effort to show that oh, I'm a good boy. I'm a good son. I'm a good child. I'm a good brother, right? All of those things. I am the right kind of person so that you don't get frustrated, upset, mad, uh, angry, uh, or reject me, which is really the issue. So you don't reject me. Yeah. And that's really what you're doing here with her is you're saying, well, I, I really, I'm, I'm extra committed to this not being a problem so that she doesn't reject me. Mm-hmm. Well, I can manage whether or not she rejects me on this front anyway. Now, good news is now that you know that you can be aware of it. Also, the bad news is you can never manage someone enough. Like at some point, one of two things is going to happen. You are either going to violate yourself through the management of the other person. So you're going to do something that you really don't want. And in order to manage that person to continue to affirm or validate who you are, or you're going to reject that person. You're going to push them away. Um, and and you probably have you probably have a really good view of this with between your parents, right? It's there was probably a lot of over functioning on your mom's part when your dad started to use drugs. There's probably a lot of um, managing of emotions on your dad's part from your mom, right? Yeah. The only thing certain things I can tell her she can't handle everything, all of that. So just being aware of that, now it's time for you to go, well, in what ways am I managing other people so that I can get their validation? Uh, there's a good book uh, called No More Mr. Nice Guy. It's probably a book you ought to read. Yeah, um, I've seen I've seen that. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> a, it's, but it looks good. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a quick read. I mean, if you read it on uh, Audible, you can get through it in a few hours. Um, There are some things that I don't really agree with him on uh, in terms of the way that he goes about not being a nice guy because being a nice guy is an immature position that's designed to acquire validation and being a dick is an immature position that is designed to set yourself up as not needing validation or not needing others. So not having closeness with others. So it's kind of an interesting and and he kind of goes into the be a dick because that's better than being a nice guy mode in some of in some parts of the book. So just be aware of that. Um, 
if you want to know if you can have real intimacy, you have to be willing to risk. So what does that look like? Well, taking risks looks like saying to um, McCall, this is, this is who I really am. This is what's really going on for me. I, I view pornography about twice a week and I'm working through that with someone and I'm doing, uh, I'm doing exercises to learn about how I can not choose pornography. Um, and you're like, I can see right now you're like, Oh, no way. I can't tell her this. I like her. Right. I like her. And if she yeah. knows she could say no, she could be people like, I like, yeah, people I like can't know this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> which which means that you are not going to have intimacy not true intimacy not the kind of intimacy where she knows everything about you and you know everything about her and you still choose each other because you want to choose each other not because you're obligated sometimes i think we think of marriage as this place where we obligate someone to us and then they can't leave unless things get really bad. But really and truly, marriage is about, uh, and real all, all relationships, even your friendships with your best friends, all relationships are about, we have a mutual choice. We like hanging out with each other. And if we don't want to hang out with each other, we can peace out. And there, you know, there are some, you know, there's some barriers, there's some contractual obligations, there are some things that make it harder to get out of a marriage than say, uh, hanging out with your best friend, but in in real terms, there's little difference. And rather than taking someone's choice, because when we don't, when they don't know who we really are, we're taking choice from them. We're saying to them, "I don't trust that you'll make a good choice, and I don't want you to make a choice that will hurt me." Yeah. So I'm just gonna. I'm going to puppeteer this thing so that it works the way I want. Yeah. Uh How's that feel? You're the puppet master, man. Well, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. It's actually exhausting. Let me ask you this. Sure. You and I both know how you and I both have a good idea of what the general population believes about pornography. Those that haven't experienced it those within the church how and we also know that the church is you know slowly but surely progressing in you know how we talk about pornography like you know just as i've progressed through bishops each bishop has gotten a little more accepting of the idea that the first bishop i told was just like oh no oh no 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 (laughs) you know um the reason I bring that up, how, how it, it's, it's scary to, it, it's hard to not try and manage someone. I feel I, I rehearse maybe telling somebody about it that I care about in my, in my mind. I feel like there's a lot they need to understand about it first before they make a decision. It feels like it would require much management maybe it's a more acceptable idea than maybe I'm just not giving like McCall, for example, enough credit. 
she takes law of chastity stuff very, very seriously. We've had, we've had good conversations about this. Um, yeah, there's just, there's a, there's a lot people don't understand about pornography. Just like, okay, hold up. It's, uh, you know, it's just, you're, you're trying to manage your emotions. You're buffering away your emotions. It's not because somebody in your life who you're trying to be intimate with isn't beautiful enough or this or that, or it's not because you're a pervert. Uh, how can I, how can I choose to not manage that? Well, let me ask you, do you really want to be with someone that you have to manage? No. Do you want to be with someone who doesn't want to know who you really are? No. Do you want to have to play pretend every day of your life? No, I don't. No. This is tough, right? Because you're like, well, what if I never find someone? I can guarantee you that the more differentiated you become, so again, this is the more solid in yourself that you become and willing to risk someone actually knowing who you are without enfolding into their anxieties. Because that's one component of it, right? We become anxious because they're anxious. Think about your mom, right? How many times did she enfold into the anxieties of your father? How many times did your father enfold into the anxieties of your mother to the point where he's like, I got to go do drugs. I got to get away from this. Yeah, it would take not become anxious about someone who I've shared this with. It's not about not becoming anxious. You have your own anxieties. It's about not becoming enfolded into their anxieties. What that means is I don't have to solve your anxiety. I only have to feel mine. So let, let's okay. walk through a conversation. So, so with, um, with McCall, McCall, this might sound like, hey, I want, I want you to know something really important about me. Uh, it's something that I've been working on for a long time. It's not something I'm proud of, but I think it's important that you know who I really am. Because if we're going to continue dating, knowing knowing who I really am means that you get to make a choice. You get to choose whether or not I'm someone you want to spend time with. I, I, I view pornography on occasion. And I'm working on it. And it's not something that I, you know, that I am proud of. But it's, it's who I am. And I want you to understand who I really am. So you can make a an informed decision about our relationship. Now, what do you think she'll say? Thanks for telling me. Okay. What else? What the hell? Right? Okay, are what you, the hell? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? You know, this is something how, that I'm... How long have you been doing that? Yeah, for years. Most of my life. Why, why hasn't it stopped when it's been this long? Stopped. That's a good question. Um, part of that is I am learning new skills that are, that are required to manage this. One of those school, skills, in fact, is learning to be more open about who I really am and, and be willing to risk your, your rejection, in fact. Because porn never rejects anybody. 
porn never says no. It never, uh, you know, it's always on. It's always available. It's always what I want it to be. And I'm learning that uh, I don't want something that manages me because that's what porn does. I want to have real, true, open, honest intimacy, which means you'll have to know who I really am. And I'm not pretending like I'm perfect so that I can catch you and we can be married. Then you're obligated to me. Like, how does that affect how you think about like other girls when you see them? And like how you yeah. think about when I see a pretty girl, girl, I think a girl, a pretty girl's pretty. I'm not blind. Okay. Do you, when you, I mean, when you see a pretty girl, what do you think? Do you think a pretty girl's pretty? Yeah. Yeah. That's do you basic. picture just like, do you picture just doing nasty stuff to that girl? No. Not usually. Is it because I'm not pretty enough? Doesn't have anything to do with you. I started doing this well before I even knew you existed. It has everything to do with the way that I manage my emotions. And I'm learning to not manage them through porn. Uh, lots of people manage their emotions through high uh, dopamine activities like food or video games or shopping. Uh, pornography is one of the ways that people do that. Um, why didn't you tell me, why are you telling me this now, now that we're so like close? Why is, why has it been so long that you haven't told me this? Cause now I feel like you've been lying. Yeah. To be honest, I was afraid. I was, I was afraid. I was afraid to tell you because I was worried that you would reject me and reject who I've been. And you might, you might reject me. And I'm, I'm here and I want to participate in this relationship. And if you choose to reject me and to move on, I understand, but I'm here. Are you thinking about pornography when we're like kissing and things like that? I'm not. How can I trust you? You have to, you have to decide. You have to pay attention to who I'm being. You have a good sense of people. Most people do. You're going to track good behaviors and bad behaviors in me. And if you find that you're tracking a bad behavior, I want you to talk to me about it. If you find that, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I don't have, I didn't have to tell you this. but I want to tell you who I really am, not just so you'll trust me, but so I can be integrated. So I can be the same person with you that I am when I'm alone with myself. So are you gonna stop now? I'm not gonna promise you that I will solve this problem in a day, no. <clears throat> Why can't you just stop now? Yeah, that's a great question. 
uh, part of it is, is that this is the way that I've been coping with and dealing with my emotions through some really difficult times. And as I work through the skills that my coach is teaching me uh, and get better at them, I will look at pornography less and less until one day I will stop. Yeah, thanks for telling me. I need to think about it. Yeah. What if, she, what if she breaks up with you? Is that a good sign or a bad sign? Probably a bad sign. No, it's a good sign. What? <laughs> I think sign. it's a bad sign about her not being able a bad to. Bad sign about that. her. It's a good sign. You're like, you're, you're going to save yourself years and years of anguish. Because that will give you an indication that she's not emotionally mature enough to deal with the reality of being married to another human. And let me give you, tell you what I mean. If it wasn't porn, it'd be something else. It already makes sense. It makes sense what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Like my, my dad, my yeah. dad in more ways, not just regarding drug use, the, the main thing, the demise of their marriage was honestly it was dishonesty because he was managing how she felt Mm -hmm. about him, what she thought about him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, What, what all of us thought about him. Honestly, the drugs aren't the problem. Drugs really aren't the problem. If your your, dad was a really good dude and he was totally honest and upfront about how often he used drugs and why, your entire relationship with him and your parents' relationship will be totally different. Yeah, probably. But differentiation, yeah. this this idea of you know, how willing am I to be open and honest with another human and real with another human, that is more often the problem. Okay. So just real quick before we finish. <clears throat> so differentiation it's the ability to be confident in yourself solid to be solid and to be solid about who you are you understand who you are and to be able to share that with a significant other be intimate with them about that mm-hmm. and not enfold into their anxieties right trying to deal with their anxieties right. not trusting that they won't be able to right just like okay that's your anxiety you have to deal with that because one thing i noticed about the little role play we did was you were like well you have to decide that because you know i can't do anything about that right yes exactly because you can't do anything about it can you whatever she chooses you can't do anything about it if she chooses you you can't do anything about it yeah, I can't fix that. I'm adorable. <laughs> right. If she chooses the outcome you want, you can't do anything about it. If yeah, she, she tells me all the time. About but being real is about you. Being open is about you. And unless you're willing to be open and real with your partner, that's going to be, it's going to continue to create long-term struggles. Do you think that, do you think waiting to tell someone that you're dating 
until maybe they like love you enough to be able to accept that. That's I have no idea. Right? Do you talk about That's how many a, kids you're gonna have on the first date? I have no idea. You have that to seems like that an out. example of managing them too. Being like, oh well, maybe maybe if they build stronger feelings for me, like because obviously you're not gonna. Yeah, that that does not sound gonna like tell managing. somebody I have a pornography struggle the first date and be like, listen, you want to go on a second date because I struggle with this. <laughs> right. This is how I lead for the second date. I look at porn. Want to date some more? Right. Like, sure. I exactly. I I fully understand what you're saying. I think there will be a moment when it is appropriate. I can almost guarantee that there has be, have been moments in the last month where you have dated this young woman and it was a it would have been appropriate to say listen I I view pornography I want you to know who I really am. I don't want this to be something that you're that you know comes out of left field. Um, and if you want to have that conversation now or later we can do it later or now it's entirely up to you. But I want you to know that that's that's the real me. Um and and it's not something I'm proud of, but it is something I'm working on. And and I'm sure there have been moments when that would have been appropriate. I don't know that I would go to her necessarily today and be like, let me tell you the story. That might be worthwhile. But, um, you know, if her question is, well, why didn't you tell me before? Uh, the answer is, I didn't know if I could trust you with who I really am. Right. Because that's true. I didn't know if I could trust you. And I'm taking a risk in telling you this because I want to be able to trust you. Because that's true. I hope this was instructional and I hope that that you learned from this some of the things that you might look out for in your own relationships to see how is it that I'm working to manage my partner and how managing my partner may not be as effective as I want it to be rather than directly addressing what's going on for you and her or uh, you and him as it were. And just figuring out, you know, how that question, do you choose me or do you choose me as much as I keep you happy with me is affecting the way that you're acting within your relationships and vice versa. Do I choose you or do I choose you as much as I keep you happy with me or I keep me happy with you and vice versa? So just being really real about, okay, why is it that I'm behaving this way? And instead of choosing your partner because you're happy with them, choosing them because you want to choose them. And, and I think you saw in this conversation with my client that he has been working to, you know, remove himself from that that playbook that he learned from his parents, which is, you know, as long as as long as I can overfunction to keep you happy with me, or you can overfunction to keep uh, me happy with you, then we'll all be fine. Now he's seeing it and going, oh, okay, if I want to be really happy, then managing my partner isn't the way to go. Working with her to know who I am and let her know who I am and know who she is, is more effective at becoming the person, the people that we want to be and having the relationship that we want to have. All right, you guys, I hope this has been helpful. I will talk to you guys next week. 
Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash workwithme, and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy, and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.